This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 51 of Curry in the Pot. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, I was going to come back and do this episode that I wanted to do. As you can hear, you guys already know the topic. I'm going to be talking about the 2018 NFL Draft, which is almost upon us. I usually record my episodes on the day of I release them, but I'm recording Wednesday night. And I'm going to drop this episode tomorrow for you guys. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty fresh right before the draft, a little draft preview. So, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with my dad. I really enjoyed having him on the show. I had a blast doing it with him. And he actually didn't even look at any of the questions that you guys sent. He was just pretty much going off script and answering the questions. So, you know, good job for him, man. It was a little different. It was fun. Episode that is deep into my heart, you know, it's, it has a special place in my heart. Along with the previous episode before that, the Jarris Lyles episode, the interview with him, it's still doing numbers on SoundCloud. Just thank you guys for all the love and support. So, as promised, let's get into this NFL draft preview. So, we know the Cleveland Browns hold the number one pick, and the number four pick is a report today that the Browns are thinking about. Selecting either Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. I don't know if that's a smokescreen because they haven't really been talking about Baker Mayfield until, you know, like today. For real, for real. I just don't know what they're going to do. We we don't know what the Browns are going to do. We just think that we won't be surprised if they mess this up. Because they can really mess this up. I truly believe that they should just draft Saquon Barkley. He's a can't-miss prospect according to many experts and analysts. He is the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Now, keep in mind, we have seen some remarkable prospects come out post-Adrian Peterson. Le'Veon Bell, you know, Leonard Fournette as of recent, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley. We've seen some, some freaks come out. And many experts say he's the best prospect. Todd McShay says he's the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. That's very high praise. And I did a YouTube video talking about how he could be a generational talent. And, and he has all the tools, man. He he can do it all. Saquon Barkley's a beast. So I truly think that the Browns should just take Saquon Barkley. It's pretty safe. Honestly, it's safe. And you can get a quarterback at four. It's not a pressing need to get one that can start right away. You got Tyrod Taylor. I think he can. He's solid. Tyrod Taylor's a very solid QB. But, you know, what's not to like about Josh Rosen and guys like Sam Darnold? I don't know if Sam Darnold will get to four. But, I mean, there's some good quarterbacks. And the most slept on guy of all is Lamar Jackson. But. I don't know what the Browns are going to do. Scott McLuhan is helping them with their draft this year. So maybe that's good news. I think Scott McLuhan is a great evaluator of talent. And only time will tell. We we will find out tomorrow what the Cleveland Browns are going to do. They have a lot of picks in this year's draft. I just hope they make the right decision. So let's continue to talk more and more about this draft. I love the draft class. I think it is a remarkable draft class. And I can't really give you guys a mock draft because it's just 
so many dominoes that are gonna fall into place and i just see this draft being lit like i see like i see like a bunch of trades happening people trading up people trading back like so many things could happen you got the browns you got the giants who are picking number two this doesn't happen so often the the giants picking in the top three top two at that like, what if they get Saquon Barkley? What, what what does that do to their offense? They drafted Davis Webb last year. I know a lot of people said they need to draft a quarterback. I mean, there's some some QBs out there. Quentin Nelson is one of the best prospects in the draft. I have him rated as my second best prospect just because the guy's a freak, man. I looked at some film of him earlier, and he's the safest pick in the draft. If you need a guard, man, you need an offensive lineman, he's probably going to be all pro. Yeah, he's going to be a beast from day one. Like, just look at the film. But we got the Cleveland Browns picking first, Giants second, the Jets picking third. They traded up with the Indianapolis Colts. We got the Browns picking fourth, Broncos fifth. Then you got the Jets sixth. I'm sorry, the Colts sixth. They traded with the Jets. The Buccaneers are picking seventh, the Bears eighth, the San Francisco 49ers ninth, Raiders tenth. So that's their top ten. It's a lot of prospects, man. I really love Derwin James, the safety out of Florida State. The guy's a baller. He's super athletic. He runs with some fluidity. Like, the guy, he's going to be good. You got Vita Vea, defensive tackle out of Washington. You got Tremaine Edmonds. He's a freak. He's, he's only 19 years old. Inside linebacker of Virginia Tech, only 19 years old. Wow, man. Roquan Smith, a tackling machine. He's going to be a stud. Denzel Ward, who's slated to be the top corner coming off the board. Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama. It's a lot of... Oh, my goodness. I, I, lo I love this draft. I'm so excited for the draft. I wasn't this excited last year, but, like, wow. Like, I've really been, like, into these prospects, and I've really been into it. Even the wide receiver. The wide receiver, it's been kind of, like, Iffy the past few years, wide receiver class. You got DJ Moore out of Maryland, who could be pretty good. You got Calvin Ridley coming out. Also, Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver out of SMU. It's a lot of it's a lot of players, man. And you know, even just looking at the other teams, like I think some teams could trade up. I heard the Green Bay Packers thinking about trading up. The Cardinals thinking about trading up. Wonder what the Cowboys are going to do after cutting Dez Bryant. Will they take a receiver? I hope they draft another bust, but that's another story for another day. The Patriots have two number ones. Like, the draft, is, it's going to be lit. Just, just don't say I didn't tell you so. But like I did last year, I talked about who my favorite prospects are, but I also talked to you guys about some sleepers, and I was right about Cooper Cup. He had more receiving yards than Dez Bryant last year. Cooper Cup had seven more receiving yards than Dez Bryant. He had 869 yards. Wide receiver, man, for the Rams. He had a really good rookie year. I wasn't able to predict Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, but hopefully I can do it this year. Hopefully I can predict those next guys. So me and my buddy Sean, we did a little sleepers list. He compiled some of this for me. And I knew about some of these guys, but I'm just going to hop right into this list. So first, we got Justin Jackson, running back at Northwestern. The guy's six foot, 200 pounds, 
Ron Dane is the only other running back in Big Ten history to rush for four consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. He's also never missed a, a game in his four-year career. He can be a receiver in the past game, had 43 receptions in his senior year. He'll be a day-two pick. Justin Jackson out of Northwestern. Moving on, Cole Madison, guard from Washington State. The Redskins could use him, but he played right tackle in college. He'll probably move to guard in the pros, and he had 39 straight starts. He could be a day two, day three pick. That's Cole Madison. Cedric Wilson, wide receiver out of Boise State. He's six foot two, 197 pounds, back to back a thousand yard seasons. He ran a four five at the combine. It's a side combine. His father was an NFL wide receiver, vertical threat, and he's a day two projection. Mike Gallup, wide receiver out of Colorado State. He's six one two oh five. Ran a four five at the combine. The SAT kept him out of you know some really big schools. He did two years at Butler Community College, one of the best JUCOs. He got hurt in his second year. And he went to Colorado State and just balled out, man. 76 catches, 1,200 yards, 14 TDs as a junior. You know, 100 receptions, 1481, 7 TDs as a senior. Day two, day three pick, man. Moving right along, we got Logan Woodside, quarterback out of Toledo. He's an undersized QB. That's probably the biggest knock on him. He has an average arm, but great release and perfect for spread and West Coast concepts. So he's he's an instant guy. Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver out of Penn State. I got it. I like. He was a four-year starter at Penn State, and he's also a slot receiver. Not sure if he'll make the transition to slot at the NFL level, but what he lacks, you know, with his hips and having that twitch as a slot needs, he makes up with precision and route running. And he wasn't overly impressive, but he produced solid numbers, you know, for four years for the Nittany Lions. He lacks top end speed, but he could be a day three pick. I think I think he's worth taking a taking a chance on. Moving right along, Harrison Phillips, nose tackle out of Stanford. The guy's big, man, 6'3", 307. Gatorade player of the year in Nebraska and wrestling champion. He never lost a match in high school. This past year, he was a nose tackle, tallied 103 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, which is, you know, remarkable production for a nose tackle. He's not super athletic, but you will not outmuscle this guy. He needs to play with leverage better, but that will come, you know, with coaching, with due time in the NFL. Could be an interesting pick, round three projection. We also got Darius Phillips. Talk about some DBs. I haven't talked about a DB yet. DB out of Western Michigan, 5'10", ball hawk. Switched over from receiver to DB. Really good. Really good. That's really good to hear. After his freshman year and put three great years of secondary play together, 12 interceptions and five touchdowns. Doubles is a dangerous return man. Since his freshman year, averaged 25 yards of kick return. That's pretty good. Five TDs and 10 yards of punt return with one TD. Return man and a DB is invaluable in the NFL. He's a day three projection. It's some good players, man. Whew. Some real good players. Guy that I mentioned not too long ago, Cortland Sutton. He's kind of a sleeper, 
but the guy's a big receiver, man. He's listed as 6'4". He ran a 4'5 at the combine. He's a round two projection, but he's on the list because he's simply, because he's from SMU. You know, not a lot of people go to SMU, and he's potentially the best receiver in the class. I know people may say Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore, but he's pretty good. He showed improvement each year. And he has all the tools to become a wide receiver, too, you know, immediately, immediately in the league. That's that's huge. Rashad Penny, let's talk about some running backs. Rashad Penny out of San Diego State, 5'11", 220, run a 4'4", in the combine, unreal production. He doesn't have the home run ability, but you can count on him for short area foot quickness. He has all the tools to be a starter. Day two projection probably go second third i'll say maybe third round on rashad penny i think whoever drafts him is going to get a solid running back who can be in the league for a while you know maybe like a matt forte type of running back they could be in the league for a while you know solid very productive i also like naeem hines it's, it's some good running backs man i love this class i really want the redskins to draft ronald jones i really like him he has you know home run ability he had a eh, combine. He ran a 4-6. But what, turn on the tape, man. Tell me you don't see Jamal Charles. Tell me you don't see Jamal Charles when you turn on the tape for my man Ronald Jones. You also have Sonny Michelle coming out. Darius Geis. A lot of people like Geis, but I'm not that big on him. People say he runs over, but he doesn't run over people like he didn't run over nobody at Alabama or the big schools. But like at the small schools, you know, he was running people over. I don't know, man. He Darius Geis is an instant prospect simply because, like, we haven't seen a lot of him. Like, he was backing up for net, then he got hurt. Last year was, like, the only real year we've seen of Geis. I like him, and for the Redskins, I like him, you know, but I just don't think he's worth the 13 overall pick. I just don't think that. Moving on to some more sleepers. I haven't talked about a linebacker yet, so we got Arden Key. Outside linebacker, LSU, 6'5", 238. Has all the talent for a first-round edge rusher. 2017 was his best year to date. There's never been a question about this guy's talent, but he struggled with suddenness and conditioning, so it's probably going to hurt his, hurt his draft stock just a little bit. Oh, and another receiver I didn't talk about was DJ Chark. I think he's going to be pretty good. He's 6'3". He runs like a 4'3". Like a 4'3", I want to say. Don't quote me on that, but... I know he runs a 4-3, and just, just due to inconsistent play at LSU at the quarterback position, I just don't, that's probably why he's not rated that high. I think whoever drafts DJ Chark is getting a baller. But as I said about Naeem Hines earlier, he's a, he's an athlete, man. NC State, man, he's only 5'8", but he ran a 4-3 at the combine. Freshman all ACC with 243 rushing yards and a TD. That was as a freshman. He got better, but he could also catch the ball out of the backfield. He got better each year. Sophomore year, he had 920 yards. Junior year, he had over 1,100 yards. The guy can guy can run, man. He has some wheels, man. Naeem Hines, I like him a lot. Got another running back on my list who I forgot to mention. Mark Walton, running back from the U. He's coming off a season in the ankle injury, but he will fly under the radar just simply because of that. Just look at his 2016 tape, man. It was a great indicator of what he could do when he has the ball in his hands. He runs, and into being indecisive, 
while when running inside and he, he looks to bounce too often to create more patience but he's pretty good Clinton Porter said he would mentor him if the Redskins were to draft him he said he would you know let him live with him for a little while get acclimated I don't know he's an interesting name out there I'm gonna do a few more then I'm gonna wrap this episode up let's go back to the trenches go back to the trenches BJ Hill out of NC State heard some things about him Martinez Rankin, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. He did two years at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, first-team All-SEC pick. He played tackle, but his best days may be ahead at center. He struggles with speed. is not the most physical run blocker. He does have great attributes with patience and pass pro and takes good angles on his blocks. So, interesting, you know, offensive lineman to look at. I know you guys like the splashy stuff. Let's see. Alan Lazar, wide receiver out of Iowa State. Iowa State, solid team, man. But uh, a possession receiver through and through. He's a great red zone and physically imposing. He's willing to play in the middle field. Day two projection on him. We got some guys, man. We got some guys. But those are my sleepers for the draft. Hopefully, I hit on some of these guys. Shout out to my buddy Sean for helping me, you know, with that. And, you know, we had a blast talking about some of these guys, you know, comparing different guys, man. He loves the draft. I know he's really amped up. He's a big-time Raiders fan. I know he's amped up. I'm amped up about it. I'm going to talk about the Redskins real quick. They pick tomorrow at pick number 13. <sighs> what I want to see the Redskins do, I want to see them trade out of that 13th pick. Unless there's a guy like Tremaine Edmonds or Derwin James still on the board. Or even Roquan Smith. I want them to trade out of that pick. I like Vita Vey. I like him. I like Deron Payne. But I think if you trade back like a few slots, you can still get Deron Payne. You know, maybe get another fourth or another fifth. They need to acquire more picks because we don't have a third this year. So, yeah, I, I think they should just trade back. Unless, you know, one of those guys I really like. Like I said, Derwin James, guy's a baller. Guy's a baller. He's a safety, but you can line him up at linebacker in certain situations. <laughs> I like him a lot, but that's really all I got for you guys, man. It's going to be a big draft. I really think Lamar Jackson is a big sleeper. I don't know why they're sleeping on my boy, man. They're talking about he he can't he can't pass. He can't pass at the next level, man. He played in the pro-style offense at Louisville. I don't really see the hate, but we got, you know, loaded QB draft class, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Mason Rudolph, even. We got some guys, man. A lot of teams look out for it. I think it's going to be a lit draft, like I said earlier. A lot of people trading up, trading back just to grab some guys, man. My dream situation for the Redskins get Deron Payne and Ronald Jones. Try to get Dante Pettis out of Washington. And I just hope they're killing the draft because they've been very conservative. I'm going to be watching out for teams in the NFC East. Of course, the Cowboys. I'm going to see what they're up to. Hope they draft another um, Taco Charlton. Uh, see what the Giants are going to do, man, with that number two pick. What are they going to do? It's going to be a good draft. It's going to be a fun draft. Last year was exciting, but this is going to be even better. But I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to my draft preview. It's been a pleasure to give you guys another episode. And I'm going to be back on Monday with a draft recap. I'm going to talk about, you know, biggest winners, biggest losers. 
and hopefully some of these guys that I mentioned end up in really good situations. So, and hopefully the Redskins do what I want them to do. Probably won't, but hopefully they do. But I want to thank everybody for listening one last time. It's Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 51 is done. Peace out, everybody. And for the NBA fans, I got you guys. As soon as round one concludes, we've already seen some crazy things happen. And it's still going on. So I'll be back, NBA fans, for right before round two starts. I'll talk to you guys. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 51 is done. Peace.